A Shot of Wrestling, episode 81, and a way we go. I be busting freestyles and stone cold strutting and hitting the attitude adjustment. Brothers of destruction, undertaker change. Sit in the fire or get pooed like Roman brain. Get this dude love and you got my back. Man, you're so kind and hit that cactus jack. It's Patty Yag, the face that runs the place now. So phenomenal when I'm breaking the walls down. You're about to get hit. We going off the script. If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick. We talk that WWE. It's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJP. Hello, and welcome to episode 81. I am your host, Michael J. Putty, and I'm back. Those listening, you're welcome. Green Man, what's going on? It, it's nice to have you back. Um, you took a nice, long it was away, a long vacation. It, it was two freaking weeks. Who the hell gets two weeks That's back to back? We normal, discuss it every year, but Jesus Christ. Um, you, look, you look well rested. You look really good. I'm not well rested. <laughs> well, whatever you're doing, keep doing it, my yeah. man, because you look damn sexy. Thanks, Preach. What's going on? How you been? How was how was in the show without me? Oh, how man. was Jeff and Jeff? I had to get an intern. Great casting. I had to get an intern. You know, I, I underestimated how much work it goes into pulling off one of these shot of wrestling shows. And and from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you for all the work that you do to contribute to the ongoing success of a shot of wrestling. I couldn't do it by myself, so I had to hire... You can. I can do it by myself. You can do it by yourself. <laughs> I had to hire an intern. I didn't pay him with school credit. I paid him with store credit. That means I bought shit. When I decided I didn't want it, I went and returned it. Okay. And they gave me a gift card, and that's how I paid our intern, Jeff. Fair with enough. With store credit. Okay. Um, but it was good. Uh, just got off of the legendary action wrestling weekend that I just had. Great, great event. It was the first... What did you go with? Uh, I went solo. Han okay. Solo. So, so you could do a sh- go to a show, but you can't do a show by yourself. <laughs> and, and it was No great. ring rats, no bullies. No, no ring rats, no bullies. It was Abel the Green Man, no green, uh, at legendary action wrestling. I got to meet a lot of great people. Uh, Eric Jaden was amazing. Uh, he uh, introduced me to a lot of his great friends there. Uh, it really allowed me to get to know Frankie Flo a little bit better, uh, which he was our guest last week's show. And it was great. They, they put on a great show. And uh, it, was, it was in Harlem, which was cool. You know? uh, once I left Harlem, though, I, w- I was thinking I may be a little afraid because it's like midnight and it's Drove warm and it's dark. It's, no, I, I took the train uh-huh. and it was rainy and I'm like, ooh, this is not good. Then I get to the train station, 125th Street in Manhattan on the 6th train and it's fucking filled with all these people with unicorns and butterfly wings and uh, blue eyeliner and they're just getting off of Randall's Island because it was Electric Zoo. It was oh, a freaking disco club. In the train, right home. <laughs> People were tripping on ecstasy. It was my kind of crowd. I wish I was green. I would have gotten along very well you yeah. <laughs> with that crew. But uh, how was your vacation? It was quick. It was fine. Did a fraction of what I wanted to do. It was good. You know, uh, not being at work, the cesspool of negativity that it is. Not dealing with wrestling news and your ego. It was fantastic. 
I love it. Yeah, it was great. You're the only man who could actually handle my ego. And stroke it enough. Yeah. Stroke my ego, baby. Just stroke it. But I yeah. went through a lot of shit on my DVR, a lot of shit on my DVR. Mm. Including 75% minimum of last season's Total Divas. Oh, wow. So You're I, all caught up. So I burned through that. Just in time for the new season. Yeah. Just been, remember how much I miss Eva Marie. Oh, poor girl. And how much The Miz is awesome. <laughs> I'll be The Miz when I grow up. Yeah. This is great. But I have Total Bellas recorded. I should have watched that because Total Bellas just started. Now I'm waving more behind on that. Wow. I'm looking forward for, to the new season of Total Bellas. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. You will. I probably won't. Until yeah. next year's vacation. It's usually the one time uh, where my wife actually gets invested in wrestling because she wants to see what the Bellas and Daniel Bryan and John Cena are doing. Total Bellas or Total Divas? Total Bellas. Did she watch Total Divas? Um, she used to. Uh, she got a little bit cold on it because when they started switching the cast around, she wasn't well, every season. Yeah. That, that, that keen on, on the new cast. She's not a big fan of Lana. She's, uh, she likes Naomi. She likes Natalia. Um, she was never a fan of Summer Rae, but she understood Summer Rae's purpose in the show as the antagonist. Okay. So she, even though she didn't like it, she liked that she was part of the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Bellas. She likes the Bellas. Of course. Mm-hmm. So she watched Total Bellas. So that's why we watched Total Bellas also. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but we got a lot of news to take care of. Well, like, give me some notes. <laughs> what kind of notes? I have a lot of notes. I've mentioned some to you off air. But what I mentioned to you on air is that uh, I listened to you and the intern talk about the solar eclipse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of mind-numbing. It felt like I was listening to one of those after-school specials that, ironically enough, you listened to during school. And I was just waiting for Mr. T or some 80s celebrity to bust in and correct you and educate you on what was actually going on. We had no clue. No clue. We knew that we were going to be blinded if we saw it, it and just, that was all that's we it. did. That's all you know. <laughs> so you feel you want to educate me now? No, not no. It was just, okay, it happened. <laughs> that was pretty uh, much It wasn't art. the first time because at no. work, people had no clue what the fuck was going on either. I had to educate them. Path of totality. What the fuck is that? Yeah, that was that. <laughs> I, I set my little... My little toys that you uh, talked about. Oh, yeah. Set them up. How was that? It was good. It was uh, a lot of work. Surprisingly, a lot of work. So I took, got rid of a lot of DVDs. And, you know, you got to separate this into one garbage, this into one garbage, and that into the other garbage. So it was a lot of fucking work. But I did it. There's nothing else to do. And uh, this little shot of wrestling. You guys did a show. And now did two shows. Go. Two yeah. good shows. I don't want to say good. But now I'm back, behind the helm, at the cockpit, ready to guide the show where it should be, entertainment. She did an interview, right? Yeah. Who, 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 who's this week's interviewee? This week, we're really excited because we've talked about this before. We went to Capital Wrestling um, a few months back. Who did you go with? Uh, with our intern. Okay. And uh, we saw something that definitely was a shoe. It wasn't supposed to happen. This... This guy just threw this other guy into a car, and the car windshield broke. It was crazy. And that guy is Jeff Cannonball. So we got him here tonight. 
an exclusive interview with the Green Man because we're going to talk all about capital and a lot more to come. That was intense. Uh, I feel like I can't, I'm not going to live up to that alone. No, your name, the name <laughs> itself probably just requires no introduction. If anybody follows you in CCW, in the deathmatch realm, or just in regular pro wrestling, the, the name Cannonball just invokes fear into your competitor's eyes. And as fans, when we hear you being put aboard in, in, in matches, we're just like, oh, we're going to get something special. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I do what I can. And special we got last time i saw you was in capital wrestling's first show in hoboken it, it was a street fight pretty much you guys took it away from the ring from the get-go and you went into the stands and there was one moment where you literally it felt like i locked eyes with you you know i was the guy in green with the green mohawk and you said we're going outside and i said hell yeah let's go outside <laughs> and then oh, what yeah, happened that... <laughs> uh Oh boy! Well, it actually that actually will air tonight on um, Everything Capital streams on. So if anybody's listening now, it's it's up by the time they're going to be hearing this. So feel free to go check it out. We went outside as my matches tend to kind of do for some reason. Yeah, it was a street fight. We had to live up to what it was. And once we get outside, I uh, threw my opponent into a parked car nearby, and uh, his back took out the driver's side window and uh, left a trail of broken glass all over the sidewalk. And uh, it made for a much longer night than I had originally anticipated uh, because, of course, that window belonged to one of the guys in the back, one of the other wrestlers. Um, of course, it was a friend of mine, so of course I felt terrible <laughs> about it afterwards. But we worked it out. We took care of everything. Um, Did you know it was no his bad... car? For when you, no, I had no, you had no idea. No clue. You know, and, and in, the, in the moment when the window broke, it was almost like a, uh, oh crap, kind of moment, but then it was like, well, gotta keep doing what I'm doing now. So we uh, promptly brought it back inside and uh, finished our matchup inside. And, uh, yeah, afterwards we took care of it, and everything's good now. But uh, I guess that, that kind of speaks to what I do. A lot of times it's just kind of chaos. Uh, I haven't smashed any other car windows, to my knowledge, <laughs> but uh, first time for everything, I guess, I on that one. No, for sure. I mean, I'm kind of curious <laughs> to know where the match would have gone if, if that spot didn't happen that prompted all of us to go back inside. I mean... <laughs> Would your opponent gone over into the Hudson River? Like, would you guys been taking the match over into New York City? Who knows? <laughs> I, I think I'm too lazy to get to New York City. Maybe the <laughs> Hudson River. <laughs> 
I don't know about that walk, but I'll throw him in the river. That I mean, that'd be a great time. Yeah. Um. So that was a good time in Capital Wrestling. Whose car was it? Which Which one of your buddies? Uh, that was the uh, it was the tag team of the Amazing Graysons. Two younger guys from yeah. uh from New York, and they're always around here. Uh, and yeah, no, I've got nothing but love for them. I uh, when I found out it was them, I felt a little extra bad that day. Uh, but I I spent the time with them. I spent uh some money with them, and we we made up for it. So we're good. Yeah. No bad blood there. Bombs of beers, and that's it. Shots of wrestling, you're good to go. <laughs> there you go. Oh. It did leave some blood on John Cummins' back, but that's a whole different story. So. <laughs> it was a great match, and for people who are listening, it, this was probably to me one of the best matches of the evening because it really got the the crowd amped up and it was even before you got outside you know chairs were flying everywhere garbage cans garbage <laughs> was on the floor it was amazing thank you but that's that's why we come in and, and see jeff cannonball in action because you get this every single time um well, it, was, it was something different you know the rest of the card egg capital is a great company and they had all sorts of great wrestlers on that show but i know for a fact that nobody did what i do right you stood out and i we appreciated you for it so let's take it back a, a little bit a uh, while, while back. Sure. Was there any influence of professional wrestling when you were growing up? Oh, yeah. Um, my dad was a big fan of it from the time I was born. So I've been watching wrestling. You know, my first memories were pretty much wrestling. Growing up, I was never a Hulkamaniac, but I was always a gigantic Ultimate Warrior fan. Nice. He was my guy from the time I could remember anything. I remember watching WrestleMania, seeing Warrior beat Hogan, and just losing my little kid mind. I think I was, <laughs> I forget how old I was. I don't even think I was six yet. And I just remember going nuts for it because I was so happy Warrior beat Hogan. You talk to everybody now, and they always talk about how, like, oh, I always liked the bad guys growing up, and I liked the, the jerks. But I was the opposite. Like, my guys were Ultimate Warrior, and... Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Ricky Steamboat. I loved Macho Man. I hated Macho King. I hated Ric Flair. I was all about the good guys, and, and that's kind of always what got my eye. I liked the guys who were always hyped up, who were always, like, you know, making people happy. I didn't like uh, like the Mountie. I didn't like stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> nice. Um, nowadays, who, who do you mark out to? Who, who are your guys now? <laughs> See, I don't actually have cable right now, so I don't really watch as much weekly TV as as. I probably should, honestly. I still go out of my way, and I'll still watch, you know, the, the pay-per-views or whatever you call them now. I will say I do love John Cena. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to WWE, I love John Cena. Guys like Kevin Owens will always get me, like, to, to mark out because, you know, he's a big dude. He's a big, fat guy who, who you know, he made it. And yeah. it's not something, you know, WWE is not, like, my top goal at this point in my life. I'm, I think I'm past that in terms of, like, I'm 30 years old. I'm not going there. My, I have bad knees and everything. I wouldn't make it. But it's still so cool to me to see a guy who you know, when I was younger, I watched him wrestle in a rec center in Rawway, New Jersey, or mm-hmm. in uh, a skate park in, uh, I think it was Elizabeth, New Jersey. And he was this big chubby dude, and he was just killing it. And now I could put, you know, uh, the WWE Network on, and I could see him there, and that just blows my mind. And I think that's that's so cool. So seeing guys like him is always awesome to me. Uh, I'm also a huge fan. I don't know if you're a big New Japan fan, but uh, Ishii in New Japan, he's like, mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite guys to watch because it's just nonstop intensity. And that's what gets me. Sure, sure. With wrestling, I, we have this saying on our show that wrestling brings people together. Is there anybody in the business right now that you would consider your friend or a mentor? Yeah, oh, 100%. Um, as far as people who I just get along with, um, you know, Matt Tremont's one of my good friends. Uh, Tony Depp, and who I had probably my favorite match of this year with, and we just beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> um, he's 100%. He's one of my best friends, too. Uh, you know, like, I'm in his wedding coming up. Nice. Um, and those guys like Low Life Louie, who's a New York, New Jersey, uh, he's like a legend in this part for, for hardcore and all that. And he's become almost like a, 
I'll say father figures. He'll say brother because he'll call everybody a brother. <laughs> <laughs> but him and even even the the woman I live with, the woman I love, Tara Calloway. You know, we wouldn't have met if it weren't for wrestling. But we we connected through that, and now you know we live together. We're going on a little over a year of a relationship. So yeah, wrestling definitely brought me together with a lot of very important uh, people and relationships in my life, and it's awesome. Um, so this wedding coming up, are you gonna wear a tux? Because <laughs> weddings is a big or- orchestration. It, it might be like the WrestleMania of events. <laughs> Yeah, with with Gethin's wedding, I actually I don't know yet. Um, they don't have a date yet, so we're not that far ahead. Uh, he's probably gonna make me wear a tux, and I, I am prepared <laughs> for it. <laughs> you know, I was in my brother's wedding last year, so I'm I'm almost not used to it at this point. But I've gotten uh, acquainted with the idea of wearing a tux, which is not my favorite thing to wear. But if that's what Gethin tells me to wear, I'll do it because if not, uh, I felt his fury before. So awesome. Any wrestling advice that you've gotten throughout the years that you you really took to heart? Uh, one of the best things I've ever heard uh, was a, I did a seminar with uh, Matt Stryker, and uh, I don't know if this is exactly what you're looking for, but I, I definitely took it to heart and kind of put it with the way I act um, in a lot of life as well as with wrestling. He did this whole seminar. It was an awesome seminar. I took a lot away from it, actually. But when it ended, he kind of, he had this thing where he goes, all right, and the last thing I'm going to say, and he said, if you uh, if you take nothing away from this seminar except for this, that's fine. And it was pretty much just don't be a dick. What he said was that there's enough dickheads in wrestling that we don't need any more of them. So if you can mm-hmm. just be a good person, that will stand out. And it's 100% true. And it's not that before I heard that, um, I wasn't, you know, walking around like a big dickhead or like jerk like you know being the dick to everybody but after hearing that it like made so much more sense why like just don't be a dick <laughs> you know and in wrestling that goes far because there are so like i love i love most people i get along with everybody but there's so many people who you'll see the match one way and it's just kind of like well, why do you have to do that man like just chill out be cool with people but that's something i kind of took to heart and i've I've told it to a lot of young people and I think they don't fully get it yet. And I think it's one of those things where as they get more out there in wrestling and as they start to deal with more and more locker rooms and different people, they'll kind of start to click why it's important to just be cool and, and, you know, mind your own business. Don't just be a dickhead. Don't be trying to start fights and start issues everywhere. That's why I stay out of everything online. It's just not interesting to me. And I think for guys like me and, and Tremont and uh, I just go with Louie again, you know, we're known to be some of the nicer people in wrestling, but all mm-hmm. it is is we just kind of like do our own thing. We're not worried about other people. We don't get involved in the internet drama and the locker room issues and things like that. Yeah, and I think it's also a new change in the wrestler mentality. I think back in the day, you would hear these stories about people having to earn their stripes to, to be in that locker room and people, new guys getting put through so much just to be part. But you guys are all working the same matches. You're all both part of the same community. And I think it's the new generation of wrestlers, uh, you included, who are now like, you know, we're just going to pass down our wisdom and we're just going to try to make sure you feel comfortable that you belong in, in this place and just to really put out the best product for the fans. Sure. And there's, there's still, you know, the lighthearted ribbing and things like that. But it's not like how it probably was in the days of you know Dick Murdoch and Holly Race, where we're mm. beating the shit out of each yeah. other to make each other earn being there, right. it's still you know there's still like you know giving people some hell, but it's nothing you know malicious. It's nothing like that. There's a lot that goes into your matches, and just being inside those four corners of that ring, you could do so much. But you take it outside. You you get so <laughs> many other props mixed into it. And is there a certain way that you prepare yourself for these kind of matches, or? What goes on in your mind when that's going on? For me, a lot of it is kind of just going into it and and putting anything aside. I, always, I I don't know if somebody told me this or if I came up with it on my 
own. I'm sure I heard it somewhere, but I honestly do not remember. When you hesitate on something, that's where you get hurt. And that's mm-hmm. and when you second guess yourself, that's where things go wrong. That's where you injure yourself or injure someone else. So when I'm getting into something where I know, you know, I'm going to take this outside the ring or even in the deathmatch community where it's like, all right, we're going to go out there and there's four sheets of glass in the corner and there's a bunch of light tubes everywhere and there might be a pit of thumbtacks. A lot of it is just kind of like, this is what I signed up for. I'm going to go out there and just kill it to the best of my abilities. Uh, I'm not going to let it scare me. I'm not going to let it bother me. You kind of just clear your own head of, of any fear you have or any doubt even you have. Like, like for somebody like me, like I don't think uh, incredibly highly of myself. <laughs> But when I'm wrestling, I can't be sitting there going, oh, you've, you're, you're screwing up everything, you know? Because mm-hmm. if I do, that's where I start screwing up. That's where things go wrong. Like, when I wrestle, that's where I kind of turn on this whole thing where, you know, I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to I'm gonna kill it. I'm going to do everything I can to put on the best show, to do the best thing I can. And I'm not going to worry about whether it's, you know, some big bump or whether it's falling in barbed wire. I'm just going to go with it. Um, and I think that's kind of what I do where I just try to get out of my own head and try to click into this cliche as it sounds, but click into a different character. Right. Um, and I think it's helped for me because I've gone through uh, seven years of wrestling now, three or four of which doing death matches, and I've only gone to a hospital one time mm-hmm. so you know it's working for me you got some nice stitches to to show your your efforts in the <laughs> ring um, sure. is there anything that you go back into like the video vault and you're just like wow i can't believe I, that i allowed someone to do that to me oh plenty <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of that um i think the one that stands out the most and a lot of people have seen it because it was in a vice documentary it's on youtube it's a vice of the documentary tournament of death mm-hmm. uh two years ago and i have a very gruesome scene where i had a Kenzon uh, pulled out of my head. And a Kenzon, for anybody who doesn't know, is like a metal disc, probably like an inch and a half by an inch and a half, and it's just a bunch of little nails on it. And in that match, uh, Matt Tremont pushed it, well, he punched it into my head, and he punched it in so deep that during the match, he tried to pull it out, and he could not get it. And so we get to the back, and I went right to the doctors, and uh, there's no real, you know, go-to medical way to take a Kenzon, (laughs) take this chunk of metal out of somebody's head. So they literally just got some pliers on on it, and we're just yanking it up. And uh, in the documentary, they show it for about 30 seconds, but I was sitting there for probably five minutes, and they're just pulling. And, like, if you watch it, you see my the skin on my head start coming up, and you see, um, I asked a buddy of mine, George Gatton, to hold the skin down, because that was the part that was freaking me out the most. So when it comes to things that I'm kind of like, what the hell was I thinking? That's number one. Is that one um, of those things you're like, I will not do that one again? You know, I've been asked that, and I'm going to say I probably uh, I probably will do it again, nice. unfortunately. I love it. <laughs> uh, I believe even in the documentary, you hear somebody ask if I'll do it again, and it cuts before them, before I answer. But even at the time, I said, uh, I think I'm going to say no first, and then I said, all right, maybe. And then over time, like knowing myself, I'll probably end up doing it again, or I'll probably end up putting myself in a position where it's at least strongly considered like there's unfortunately for uh my own well-being there's not a whole lot i say no to yeah now you mentioned matt tremont is a good friend of yours does that chemistry of you what really creates a great moment in, in that in the ring or could you just pull that out with anybody i think me and matt have great matches and he's, he's one of my favorite people to wrestle um and we also we tagged a couple times and that's always a great time too mm-hmm. um i think it helps that we are good friends and that we trust each other with everything like there's nothing he can come to me and say hey i want to try this 
and I'll say no to because I trust him. Um, I've also just learned a ton from him. Like I've been, uh, I forget, I had a tag match with him years ago, but my first singles match with him was April 2015, and that's right around the time a lot of things in wrestling started really clicking for me and making sense. And I think a lot of it was just through working with him. I just learned so much. So I think part of why we have such good chemistry is that I've taken so much from him that we're kind of on the same way, same wavelength. Like uh, I don't know how how protected you are on this show with wrestling and insider things mm-hmm. but um you know people you people usually like call things you know when when yeah. they're wrestling uh me and matt's last couple matches we didn't even talk beforehand about the match and we just went out and had good matches and i think that just speaks to not only how much we trust each other but just how much i've learned from him over the years mm. Mm-hmm. So it, it really is like a, a dance, you know, one person's leading, the other person's following, but it's like a different kind of form of communication you guys got going on. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. And and there's people who like, you know, I'm not as close as I am with Matt. Like there's, um, there's this dude G Raver from Pennsylvania and he's probably bar none my favorite opponent to wrestle. Like we've wrestled each other three or four times and they're all good matches in my opinion. And, and there's some of my favorite matches and like we're, we get along and like, we're cool when we see each other, but it's not like me and Matt, but he's another one who we just, we clicked right away and we just had such good chemistry and you know, we've, we've killed each other. I'm pretty sure he's half the reason why sometimes I need help getting off the couch now, but, <laughs> but it's made for good matches. So I guess that's, that's for some reason what counts. Is there anybody who you haven't wrestled yet that you want to get into that ring with? Oh, there's plenty. Um, I actually, you know, everybody did their thing for a while where they, um, they put out their list of opponents and, and I have one of those. I just don't put it out publicly. Uh, nothing against anybody who does. It's just one of those things where I keep it. I don't want to go out and look like I'm begging for things. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of my list would probably surprise people. Like, there's not a lot of deathmatch stuff on my list. Um, my top top guys are uh, one of them's Jason Kincaid from West Virginia. He's just this technical mastermind. Everything he does is super clean, and uh, it's nothing hardcore. It's nothing like that. He's mm-hmm. you know he does evolve and things like that. He's one I want to work. Um, Jonathan Gresham is another one. He's just all technical, and he's another one who before you said. Um, that wrestling brings people together. I did a, a little four-day weekend with him uh, solely because we were just booked on the same show, so we got in the car together and drove. We didn't know each other before that. Um, we didn't, you know, I, he probably barely knew who I was before that, and I've talked to him maybe once saying hi to him before this. And we just got along so well, and, and it was cool, and it was a good trip. And, like, watching his matches was, like, a whole different thing for me now that I kind of got to know him where I would see his technical side and then I would kind of talk to him and get why he did what he did right. and because of that he's another one who I would love to wrestle as far as deathmatch goes because realistically that's probably what people want to hear more Madman Pondo is a guy who I never got to wrestle and I've worked up to him since I got into deathmatches uh, I'm going to be in a four way with him uh, this weekend actually but I want to I still you know I'm going to keep him on my list because I want that singles match mm-hmm. but he's he's a big one as far as deathmatch goes and of course uh, Nick Gage he's a big one I think he's on everybody, whoever did the death match of the list. He's on everybody's radar. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's killing it right now. You know, there's a good reason. Whether, whether it's professionally or personally, do you have anything left on your bucket list? Man, uh, I probably do. But it's been, it's, I've kind of gone by this whole theory where I don't, I try not to worry about that as much. And I just kind of enjoy the ride. Um, again, I, like I know it's a corny cliche. No, I yeah. like that outlook. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it. Um, you know, there is, of course, like I want to, I've won uh, On Point Wrestling Survival of the Sickest Deathmatch Tournament, but there's still those big four Deathmatch Tournaments that everybody talks about, Masters of Pain, Carnage Cup. 
tournament of death, of course, King mm-hmm. of the Death match. Buckyless would be to win one of those. Nice. That's a huge goal for me. But yeah, like I said, like it's one of those things where I, I kind of like you asked that question. I had to think probably more than most people do, just because I've gotten so into enjoying getting to these goals and doing this. Like you know, I've been wrestling for seven years, and most people didn't even hear about me till 2015, and that's fine. I, I sucked before then. I'll admit that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I'm having so much fun doing everything, getting there that it it doesn't bother me at all. Right, and that's the what I really appreciate about you saying you know you got to be in the moment, you got to enjoy. It. There's so many many people who are focused so much on what the outcome is and there's so many people that we've talked about it's like oh, WWE or nothing you know you forget right. about the ride there and then once you get there you get disappointed because you had so much fun on the ride but you didn't get to enjoy it and now that you're looking back in the rearview mirror you're like oh yeah that was so much better <laughs> you know right and and right now like and and obviously WWE should be the goal for most people for me it's one of those things where I just know it's not realistic I know a lot of people will argue that but for me I just don't think it's realistic but I still think it, sh- it should be the goal for most people People. But at the same time, if you look at the way wrestling is right now and how there's guys like the Young Bucks and, and people like that just making a killing off wrestling right now, you don't have to have WWE as the end. You, you can make a perfectly good living off the independence right now, you know, and that's incredible. And, and I think a lot of people take that for granted right now. If you haven't chosen a career in professional wrestling, what do you see yourself doing? Before wrestling, I was playing uh, in punk bands and things like that. And granted, really? that's not really that's a way... Cool. Yeah, um, I got to tour Europe. I got to tour America a couple times. But they were, you know, punk music, especially on the level I was playing, is very underground. It's not the way to, you know, make a living, so to speak. But if I weren't wrestling every weekend right now, I would probably still be doing that because I, I love doing that. And it was always fun to me. And, you know, once I get too old and wrestling and my body won't let me wrestle anymore, I'll probably end up playing music again somewhere if I remember how. Okay, what instruments do you play? I played bass in a, I played bass for a punk band called uh, Altered Boys. Uh-huh. Uh, just real, real dirty, old school, like 80s hardcore. And before that, I was doing vocals in like a more metallic band called Black Kites. And that band got to go to Europe and things like that and wow. you know those those are experiences i'll never forget and That's you know awesome. I, I, I look back at that very fondly awesome tattoos are actually something that is part wrestling part punk rock you have some of them on you any of them that speak out to you as like this is my favorite or a cool story behind it most of my tattoos honestly are just things that i like the way they look and i know some people don't like that viewpoint but the way i look at tattoos and i i have my tattoos that do have meanings mm-hmm. but the way i look at most tattoos are i like the artwork i like how it looks and i'm gonna put it on my body and to me that's more than enough reason like i probably have something i regret but i'm looking at my leg now because <laughs> my life got the most tattoos and I, I like everything I got you know as far as favorites go I think the one on my right arm that you know probably is most prevalent when I wrestle um it's a giant squid attacking a boat and again I just got that because I like the artwork um a buddy of mine was a, the artist who did it uh he passed away last year mm-hmm. yeah last year and so that's gonna always be like one that he did a lot of he did a few of my tattoos but that's the biggest one and probably the most prevalent one um so that will always probably stand out as probably my favorite and if you look on my right arm um on top it's this beautiful colored piece and then underneath it's this unfinished kind of outline and he started to do that and then he passed away before before we could finish oh, wow. it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's one of those things where I, I don't think I'm going to finish it. I think I'm just going to let it be as is because I, I feel weird having somebody else yeah. do it. Just because I've known this dude, like he wasn't just my tattoo artist. I knew him since I was five years old. So it's not like it was just some random artist. Like he was somebody who meant a lot to me. So I, I don't think I'm going to have that finished by anybody else. Yeah, that, that's awesome, man. And you have some oh, a great uh, piece to commemorate his legacy. So that that's pretty awesome. Definitely. I, 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 I always like appreciate that. If we were to get together again a year from now, 
and you would look back at the year, what would be one of some of your accomplishments, some things that you have focused on? From this year, I had one of probably my favorite showings in tournament death. You know, CZW was a big goal for me when I got into wrestling because of the you know because of the deathmatch style and it's a bigger independent whether it's deathmatch or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to wrestle G Raven the first round. We had a good match. He got hurt at the end, but we still, in my opinion, had a very good match, uh, and I will always be proud of that. Um, on top of that, you know, being a part of something like, you know, where you saw me first at Capital Wrestling, or, or at least the last time you saw me at Capital Wrestling, um, being a part of them since their first show and getting to watch the way that they work, because they don't work like a normal independent. Um, they have so many different things with their streaming shows right. and this presence online that it's almost like, I don't want to say that they're not a wrestling show and that they're just like a, a, a TV show, quote unquote, but it, they, they run so much more produced than anywhere else I've ever been a part of. And it's really cool to see that. And, you know, you look at the roster and you see guys like uh, Mike Law and Matt McIntosh and these guys who are great wrestlers. And then you see somebody like me who does not look like I belong in the ring with guys who, you know, are in that good of shape. But I've been a part of this in my own way. Uh, and they let me bring my own style to it. Granted, they were none too happy about the smashed car window or broken <laughs> chairs that day. But I'm still there. They still like, I still got my job there. Nice. Um, and I think getting to be a part of something like Capital Wrestling and, and being a part of like the upstarts with these new places, that's awesome to me, especially when it's somebody like me who brings, you know, something that not everybody particularly wants to the table. Like there's, I have my niche audience and there's people who love what I do, but I know for a fact that there was probably people at that Capital show who hated me and hated that I didn't stay in the ring and, and wrestle with you know, technical prowess like, like others did. And they didn't like that I went outside and threw chairs and did chaos. Um, but the fact that there's still places like that that focus primarily on wrestling and in their case, you know, very, very friendly, not friendly, but TV-ready wrestling, yeah. and they still let me kind of go and do my own thing, I think that's incredible. And that's something that I really appreciate. And I think I've kind of been able to get into that audience a little bit more this year of showing like, hey, like, just because I don't necessarily wrestle like you guys doesn't mean I can't fit in and make my own thing and you can't do something with me. And I think that's awesome, too. Um, and I think it definitely probably the vehicle that you should be pursuing in this upcoming year to allow more people to, to see you so you could be exposed to different audiences because maybe someone who was at Capital Wrestling would be like, oh, let me check, let me go to Voorhees in, in New Jersey and see what this death match is all about that I've never been to, you know, just because of <laughs> sure. you. And if you are that kid, then you're living under a rock somewhere, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it's but out there, not? you know, it's not, it's not for everybody, so not everybody gets to see it right away, you know? Well, is there anything else that you want to tell the wrestling community about Jeff Cannonball that they don't know about you yet? Uh, well, actually, I'll I guess I'll kind of do a half of a plug thing. Um, I'm starting up my own little YouTube show. Uh, I've been working with different people on it for a little bit. Um, It's an interview show, much like what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. But we're going to add everybody I have on it. It's it's all going to be wrestlers. And they're all people who I was able to find more information about that maybe they don't know that I know about. So I'm going to be asking people like real like deep questions that they Mm -hmm. don't. Like just for instance, like one of the people I got is Russell Pro Wrestler uh, by the name of CPA. And I got to find out. I found out through other people he knows because I, I barely know him um, but we have mutual friends and I found out things from when he was 16 years old so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna film this with him tomorrow uh, so I'm not worried about this ruining it for him if he happens to hear it yeah. um, but I'm gonna film this with him tomorrow and I'm gonna be asking him you know pretty bizarre questions all while together we eat extremely spicy food and <laughs> 
get real miserable <laughs> together. Uh, I'm a huge fan of hot food. I'm a huge fan of, yeah, oh, I love it. Uh, I'm a huge fan of asking dumb questions that aren't, you know, normal, much like my wrestling uh, and things like that. And I'm kind of smashing it all together in this one YouTube show that I've been, you know, working on and writing and, and showing people and getting more advice on. And tomorrow we finally start filming it. So I don't have a date for when it's going to come out. Um, it's going to be called The Flaming Table. Uh, Flaming we table. already, yeah, we already started the Twitter. Because you're going to be eating, that? you're going to be eating hot food all the time. That's exactly it's that's the gimmick. <laughs> wow, uh, I can we already be got... on the show because I, I don't like hot food. I can't tolerate it. Um, I probably will break <laughs> up in highs. My eyes will pop out of my head. Jesus, I, I, I mean, but I, I like seeing people eat hot food. You know, exactly. Like, and, like and those that's, it's like... man versus ahead, food. Those man versus food sure. shows they have when they go to the hottest chilies or the hottest ramen noodles places. <laughs> I like seeing it, so I'm right. looking forward to it. it. CPA. It's... I, I can't wait. And whatever dish you got, I mean, do you mind sharing? What, what do you, What did he do when he was sure. sixteen? Um, they're gonna be they're gonna be wings, but and a lot of people know this about me. Uh, I'm a vegan. I don't eat meat or anything like that. Uh, they're all gonna be vegan wings, and that's not gonna be nice. something I harp on on the show because I'm not trying to push my you know my dietary uh, lifestyle on people. Mm-hmm. But that's what it's gonna be because they're an excellent vessel for hot sauce. I've got hot sauce from like local hot sauce grown in New Jersey for it, and then I've got stuff that's you know made in Pennsylvania. It's it's pretty much close to the tri-state area, but um, I did a taste test with me and my girlfriend and another friend of ours, and uh, I was the only person who could even finish them. The other two couldn't even get through, I think, the first three before they gave up, and there's five <laughs> of them. So it's going to be a miserable time for me included because I'm going to be eating the food with them. <laughs> So the interview might just fall apart right away, but it's, I'm hoping to get, you know, kind of that jackass, uh, that appeal to it, you know, like, like watching it. people suffer and <laughs> but while also still learning weird facts about, your, you know, different independent wrestlers and people like that. And there's a Twitter already set up on Instagram and YouTube. It's all the flaming table, one word. So if people can go follow that, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. I mean, this could be a whole new way for the United States government to torture people to get information <laughs> out of. So you might be embarking on something that it is way beyond, way beyond professional wrestling. Like these might be, tech- <laughs> forget washboarding. Like this could be something big, huge. Yeah, it's, it. it's, its, own, it's its own version of a truth serum. Yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jeff Campbell, for joining us on A Shot of Wrestling. Again, we're going to be following the Flaming Table. Is there anything else if we wanted to get in touch with you? Where could we do that? Sure. Uh, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at just Jeff Cannonball, all one word. You can find me on Facebook at Jeff Cannonball. Uh, when you search it out, my real name comes up, which I'm not afraid to talk about because Cannonball, shockingly, is not my real last name. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if you find me on Facebook, uh, Facebook didn't like that I had a fake last name. So you'll see it under Jeff Guerrero, but it says in parentheses, Jeff Cannonball, that is me. So feel free to follow me on there. Friend request me, all that stuff. Uh, that's about it. That's what I got online. Thank you very much, sir. Stay tuned to the end of this episode where we're going to order an extra round of shots. Uh, I am particularly nervous about this. Uh, I'm Jeff Cannibal, and I will see you at the end of this episode. It's In the News with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. Well, it's time to get in the news. But before we get to that, I think one of the news topics we will be seeing in the upcoming weeks is... 
someone's going to be called. The, the emergency crew, the ambulance is going to be called to Jeff Cannonball's house after he tapes this Flaming Tables episode. I mean, he's looking to get seriously hurt. Um, there, there's no doubt in my mind that what he's planning on doing in his YouTube episode is getting to the meat and grind and the truth about the lives of these wrestlers. And what a way to do it with, with Hot Wings. It's going to be fire. <laughs> well so, so let's get to it. The right. news. Well, good job. This week. The news you. this week started out with a statement put out by GFW has announced, and I quote, effective immediately, Jeff Jarrett is taking an indefinite leave of absence from his position as chief creative officer from, to focus on personal matters. Jeff will be available as a consultant as it needed. Jeff Barrasso of Sports Illustrated is reporting that under Anthem's media's ownership, Global Force Wrestling is hemorrhaging funds, and sources close to the situation are confirming that Anthem is ready to withdraw from the wrestling industry and put GFW up for sale. WWE buying it? Probably not. I don't think so. I heard that Yum Bucks actually tweeted that they might be interested in buying TNA. Yeah, and they can't afford TNA. that. I mean, if WWE did not buy TNA, they're not going to buy this. So, uh, another news. Well, um, JBL is in the news this week. Now, we recently posted on a shot of wrestling on Instagram that he will be leaving his post of SmackDown as their lead commentator um, because he's going to be pursuing uh, his organization that he has in in one of the islands. What island is it, Michael J. Putty? Bermuda. Thank you. Um he created this foundation, and he's going to devote more time to it. However, we're here to report that JBL is leaving has nothing to do, apparently, with the bullying accusations with Mauro Ronaldo. And in fact, he was actually deciding that he was going to leave the company a year ago around this time. So um, it was uh, may have so- sounded like it was very abrupt, but uh, he actually had it planned. So in other news... Your boy, Baron Corbin. We talked my boy, before yeah, I went on vacation about his burial. You talked about it while I was away. It was to the not show. It's nice. due to Twitter messages as we were first reported. Although they did not help his situation. Our boy Dave Melter revealed that there was an incident which took place backstage a few weeks ago that angered the officials. Mm. He says, and I quote, the only thing I can say that there was an incident is... It wasn't anything to do, nothing in ring, nothing related to Twitter or talent. Uh, he'll be fine. Vince loves him. If not, he would have been fired by now. So your boy is safe. It's been some Thank sort God. of incident backstage. They were doing some sort of wellness thing, concussion. And uh, Corbin disagreed with what the expert was saying. Many feel he should not have expressed that in public. They should have taken him aside and talked about it in private. Yeah. Tomato, tomato to me. You? In other news? In other news. Well, uh, Conor McGraw, the big fight with Money Mayweather. You watched that fight? Huh? I did not watch the I fight. I watched the fight. You. Did you enjoy it? I was sitting here on my couch debating whether or not I should order it or not. Okay. So I have that Cody app on my Fire Stick. Yes, yes. I could not find an app to live stream, stream it. it. Uh-huh. All the apps they gave me were not listed. Okay. Your boy turned to Twitter, which led me to Periscope. Watched it for free. Nice. Uh, in the twelfth, the eleventh round, it froze up. 
canceled, so I missed the ending. Okay. But I watched most of it for free, so. What did you think? More interesting than I thought it would be. I was impressed by both men. But the outcome was expected. Well, the fact that Michael J. Putty has gone out of his way and invested time to try to steal this fight shows that there is some interest in Conor McGregor. Exactly. Okay? And this is why... Conor McGregor. McGregor. And this is why Chris Jericho recently has stated that, you know, it, it is... Inaugurable, inaugurable. That's not a word. No, I'll make one up. In this is inaugurable. You cannot argue this. But Conor McGregor will eventually be in the WWE. He not. is money. He is someone who knows a wrestling promo and what he needs to do with it. He is quoted as saying that maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but definitely in the near in the future, you will see McGregor in a WWE. I don't see him putting people ring. over though. He might just need to come in and cut a good promo. I mean, you're like a Brock Lesnar type thing. Just like, and just cause a ruckus, you know? I guess. Floyd Money Mayweather was put over um, at WrestleMania. That's a one type thing, though. It wasn't like a. And it could be a one type thing for. Uh, True. I'm reading to it as a longer thing. It could be one type thing. In other news. With who, though? Ooh. You're not ready to move on to another news. No, I guess I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sasha Banks recorded an interview with Sam Roberts. She covered many topics, including her stance on the difference between actual fans and stalkers. Yeah, I think our friends, the Boulevard Bullies, attended that that uh, oh. that uh, show. She said, and I quote, I grew up wrestling fan, so I know that I wanted to meet all my wrestling favorites, but always in the back of my head, I never thought in my life to be like, hey, they're going to fly in. Maybe I should wait at the airport for like 12 hours at a gate. Hey. They don't want any sleep. Maybe I'll go find their hotel they're staying at and let me bother them. Like, to me, that's stalking. I don't tweet what hotel I'm at. I don't tweet what flight I'm on. I tweet what arena I'll be performing in. So I do expect fans to be at that arena. So I'm happy to sign anything they want, but not at the airport at 4 a.m. in the morning. So when I see what I sign on eBay, that's not okay with me. Wow. Any comments? Well, uh friend to the show nycm punk and indy oh your boy yeah yeah he actually goes to all these uh, um airports hotels and, hotels and airports where he gets the information i have no clue nor do i i um i tried asking him once uh but he was very closed about it so it's his thing and you know it, it's cool to see him meeting all these wrestlers but i gotta get what sasha banks is saying i yeah. absolutely get where she's coming from but it's, it's it's part of the grind, man. You know, you I mean, get, as a celebrity yourself, in the wrestling industry now. Yeah, my my apartment is being stalked at right now. You know, there's a barricade holding holding that one fan back. I see you there, Johnny. He's there every day. Yeah, it was funny because uh, in Houston, our thoughts and prayers are with people in Houston. Yes, but we went to Houston and we accidentally stayed at the hotel. Yes, we did. Or somebody at twenty five that they were staying at. Mm-hmm. So when we would leave our hotel. We would see these people lined up. Yeah. How do they know? That's why. Well, I that one was easy. That one was easy because that hotel was right across the street from yeah, where the hotel How do they know? Because we, in Nolens, first when we thirty, we were driving to our hotel. Mm-hmm. See crowds outside some random hotel. Like, how do they know? I don't know. How do they know? If you know, dial it up six one nine three four three three zero zero five. Let us know for next year's WrestleMania, please. Because we want to hang out. Well, meet some peeps. 
Yeah, if 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 I go, are uh, you not going? In but other news, that's your response. Not in other news yet, because Bubba Ray had a, uh, an opinion. He goes, and I quote: "Never worry about fans waiting at an airport at five a.m. asking for an autograph. Worry when they're not there at five a.m. asking for your autograph. That's deep shit." Mm. Jerry Lawler had this to say. You can't be offended or get mad when they accom- when you accomplish what you set out to do. That's become famous. You take a little time and be nice to those fans. That usually works for the best. There's stalkers out there, but they can be dangerous. So I can see her perspective from both ends. That's the king. All right. Good friends of the show, Eric Jaden, also tweeted, if you're going to be stalking me i think it's if you're going to be stalking me at two or three or waiting for me at the airport please bring some coffee yeah he did yeah <laughs> i agree or red bull yeah or be hot <laughs> the other news well cm punk Your boy here we go can we just skip this well i'll make it quick cm punk is training uh, for another MMA fight. And there had been some speculation that Punk wouldn't step into the Antigon again. But the latest report states that he will be coming back. Training has started for CM Punk. In other news. Well, uh, heel I've been wanting to mention a couple uh, weeks now is the, the disappearance of Mike and Maria Bennett. Can well, they appeared last week on SmackDown, but they have been noticeably absent. Our boy Dave Meltzer... Revealed that apparently W has given up on them. He was asked, where is this guy? He responded, I don't know. I don't know. It appears they gave up on him. So that sucks. You watch Maria? Mike and Maria? I do watch Mike and Maria. I don't think it was a big pop when they, a big pop when no, they came it, out. No, it was weird. It was, it was nice uh, to see him at that pay-per-view when they debuted. But it wasn't like, oh, they're here. You know? He had a shitty feud with fucking your boy Sami Zayn. Those names were not the only one mentioned. Apparently, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan were also given up on. Who? Exactly. Who? However, what Meltzer Who? failed to mention, surprisingly, I got news that Mike uh, Dave Meltzer does not have, mm. is that Mike is currently engaging in a battle against prescription drug addiction, which the WWE is supporting him through. So I guess in due time, we'll see where this career ends up. Hopefully, it's... Not in the future endeavored. I'm hiding these guys. I'd like to see where they go. Another news. The WWE is taking oh, Christmas this year. Here we go. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This You're a mean one. <laughs> Very nicely said. Thank you. Um, the WWE has decided that Monday Night Raw, which falls on a Monday, and it's also going to be Christmas Day, they will be airing it. So, live WWE is taking over Christmas. It's not going to be a pre-taped episode. No, live and New Year's too, right? Yeah, so what's going to happen? I mean, would you want to go to WWE Raw on Christmas Day? Depends on what time zone I'm in. Mm. I'm in the East Coast, so yeah, because it's 8 o'clock. What what do you do Christmas Day? Christmas is over, I'm fine. And not for nothing, what a great gift it would be. You get your Monday Night Raw tickets and you get to go that day. Mm Mm-hmm. If I'm on the West Coast, eight. It's five o'clock. That's not bad. I'm off, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for these guys, performers, it's got to suck because they've gotten used to being off. 
Now they got to perform on Christmas Day. That's kind of fucked up. It is. I did respect the fact... And New Year's Day. I did respect the fact that, you know, Vinnie Mac did allow them the time to be with their families during the holidays. Like, you pre-tape a lot of stuff, and then you just air... Uh, stuff you you know what sucks is that Mike and Miz Mike Mike and Miz Mike and Maurice uh huh hold a New Year's party at Chateau Mar Miz yeah so I guess now this affects that because they gotta fucking perform live the next day sucks see a lot of hungover wrestlers I guess right are you uh, looking forward to getting an invitation to Chateau Mar Miz this year (sighs) fuck me I fucking hope so (laughs) do I get a plus one can I bring Charlie Caruso Doing another news. Well, my boy Ginger Mulhall, which you guys shat upon the past two weeks. As of this recording, he is W champion for 110 days. By doing the math at Hell in a Cell on October 8th, he would have held the title for 139 days. Respect, respect. The likelihood of him be- dropping the title before the major pay-per-view is very unlikely. I agree. So, he will have held, he'll surpassed many legends for the longest single reign. Like who? Of a W championship. Like who, you ask? Yeah. The Undertaker and Eddie wow. Guerrero for 133 days. Wow. Kurt Angle at 126 days and The Rock at 119 days. He's already surpassed Chris Jericho at 198, Ric Flair at 77, Edge at 76, and Mankind's longest reign was? 26 days? 26 days. That sucks. <laughs> Mankind. <laughs> the, one of the gr- biggest legends, one of the biggest names has been championship. For 26 days. Do you think uh, Mankind would have been as big in the WWE if he did not go through that cage? Not even close. Right? It's no. just that iconic image yeah. that's burnt in your mind. Yep. And if it wasn't for that cage match, he would have been great. But he's a legend now because of it. There's a uh, popular Marilyn Monroe quote. If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Okay. So there's a meme going around Instagram I found, uh, thanks to our friend uh, Inked Melissa. I forgot her name on Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you can't handle me at my Castic Jack, <laughs> you don't deserve me at my dude love. Okay. I like so that. Like, speaking of mankind, it's popping my head. I like I it. I was going to retreat it, but I did not. Uh, and finally, another news. Well, this is a story that we decided to leave off in the last few weeks. but it turns, You did. I noticed. It turns out that uh, Batista has... Uh, been reported to be headlining the Hall of well Fame deserved. this coming year. We actually taped it. Just side note, shoot. Um, we actually did tape it, but uh, we cut it off because we didn't You're think lying. it was that important. You're lying to me. Check the records. They're in your computer. I had the stats in front of me about Batista. I deleted them because I thought you were just fucking with me. <laughs> Well-deserved headliner for a Hall of Fame class. Yeah. But the other names are Undertaker, Goldberg, and The Rock. Compared to those names, I guess he's not high in that list. No, he's a mid-carder. So 2018, who do you see headlining in New Orleans? I'm because Shawn Michaels retired. Right. He headlined the next class. So you would think the Edge retired. He headlined the next class. Daniel Bryan. No, he's not in the Hall of Fame. Who am I thinking of? I don't remember, but 
Do you think the Undertaker will headline this class? There's also talks that the Undertaker's not done yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, I feel sorry for you. Yeah, I don't know. I would like to say that yeah, the Undertaker should headline this year's class. Uh, but at he, the same lo- he brought the streak in New Orleans. It's a kind of full circle moment here. Yeah, I could totally see that. But if the Undertaker's not done yet, who knows? Who knows? Michael J. Putty, that is the news for this week. You watch Raw and SmackDown? Enough to give you some cheers and heels, my man. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown cheers and heels. Michael J. Putty, I feel like Monday Night Raw just keeps getting better and better. Ever since like SummerSlam, Monday Night Raw has gotten better and better. And this episode did not disappoint, for me at least. Yeah? Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm going to go and cheer off The Miz. We cheer him week after week, but I just feel like... For a reason. He should be the face of the WWE right now. Like, not even just the Intercontinental title picture he's bringing up new stars with the mistourage maurice is perfect valet for him he's just he's got it all he's had it all since smackdown and he has it all on monday night raw thank I you agree. thank you you're right <laughs> and then i have to give it up to cheer the main event of monday night raw which is braun Strowman and the big show uh, Big Show threw that big elbow off the top rope. Huge. Killed it. Huge. And, I mean, I love th- that they built this match just like they've been building the matches to, in their main events the last few weeks on Raw. First, they did it with Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss, and now they did it with Braun Strowman and The Big Show. I think it was, I was a big fan of The Big Show, and that when we think about feuds with Braun Strowman, I'm like, The Big Show's got to be it. We got it. There's no reason for this match. No purpose for a steel cage for against the big show. There's no reason behind it. But it worked. Yeah. And like with the last two weeks on Raw with the Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman and Big Show, they actually built quality around those matches. Like they put them in the pedestal and they made them the main events and build like every commercial this tonight. This is what's going on. You know, and they got me excited. I really enjoyed Monday Night Raw. That was it. That's it? Yeah. Do you think we've seen the last of the big show? I hear he he may be out for a while. He's going for hip surgery. Yeah. So do you think we'll see him ever again? If not, that's a good way to go out. It is a good way to go out. I think he Pass could be- the torch, so to speak, to the next big man. Had a great match in the main event. And maybe that was intentionally booked that way for him to have the door open if he wants to leave. Mm-hmm. And say, "Hey, he, I'm leaving on a good note," or not necessarily close the chapter and say, "This is my last match." Okay. How so, was SmackDown for you? SmackDown was great. One of the best SmackDowns I've seen in the last couple of weeks. Is it because Kevin Owens and Shane O'Mac? I uh, didn't in- even include them. Really? Because okay. that was the big storyline. That's what got me interested. Yeah, in right. Cheers, Dolph Ziggler. Okay. Great segment. Loved him impersonating. John Cena, Macho Man, and Mark Dow for his Naomi impersonation. <laughs> he does a great John Cena, though. 
great John Cena. His Elizabeth is hotter than Elizabeth was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, this made me more interested in Dolph Ziggler than I've ever been before. I'm curious to see how this plays out. I gotta throw a heel in. I'm, I'm gonna heal nobody, Rude. Fucking video package. Give me a Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Rude feud. I'm gonna go. Bobby Rude was rumored to be the top heel of the SmackDown, but now he's rumored to be the top face, replacing John Cena. We got big shoes to fill, so. Very big. Then I guess my final, let me get a sandwich. Let me final cheers is eating English. On, on a winning streak. Can't believe you're hot on this guy. Yeah, this guy's got something. He's got something. I don't know what it is, but he's got something. He's got it. In theaters now. He's got a yeah, winning streak. Touché. This week was a clean win. Let's see what happens. So that's all I got for SmackDown. Let's go into some ratings. This week, Raw drew a 2.932 million, which is down from last week's 3.305. Holiday. Got to make sense for that. Rod was number two in the viewership behind. Love and hip hop. College football on ESPN, which drew a 5.134. SmackDown drew a 2.58 million, which is up from last week's 2.46, which is good news. SmackDown came in number two for the night behind. Rachel Maddow Show. America Horror Story Cult. Damn. On FX, which took the top spot for the night, drawing three point nine three million. Oh wow, that's impressive. That is impressive. Not as impressive as five point one three for ESPN's college football. That's huge. But now you guys got stiff competition with Monday Night Football coming up, so we'll see what happens with uh, raw ratings. We'll keep you abreast. Wait, man, what's coming up next? He <laughs> said abreast. Well, we've been tweeting it we've been on instagram on it we've been on facebook it is finally here is the love hotline the the hotline is open to field all your calls so it's time baby let's get sexy love has you feeling blue Dial it up He's expecting you And sex Life's greatest reward Can't get some He'll try and help you Jaden Soon we'll be turning your life around, Derek Jaden. Promises your love will soon be found. He's the definition of authority and sexiness. Alone. Not you anymore. After his advice, you'll go out and score. Thanks, Jaden. Dial it up for love. Ladies and gentlemen, the wait is finally 
over. We are here to change lives. We're here to make dreams happen. The love line has been open and you've been fielding in those calls. And finally, the definition of authority and sexiness is here. Eric Jaden, welcome to a shot of wrestling and your own hotline. How are you, my man? Oh, I am doing great, man. And that intro, babe, that was just sexy, baby. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Worked hard on that. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of people who called. There's a lot of things going on. Not much time. So you ready to do this? Let's get it going. Let's dive into it. I'm calling my friend. um, Told me to call. I have a problem with guys in general. Um, I'm a pretty big girl just like her, and the guys that I've been with only like me because of my assets. They don't like me because I'm smart. I'm a single mom taking care of my daughter, and I am pursuing my dreams on my own. I have a job. I have my own vehicle, and I have great friends that I consider family, and I have tried to find my Mr. Perfect and have never found him, apparently. And I was wondering what advice that Eric could give me to help me out in finding my Mr. Right. Well, you know what? It sounds like you're from the South, sweetheart. It sounds like you are drinking that whole natural milk and then you probably have a really big ass and some really big titties. But that's okay. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? Because guys like that. Majority likes like majority of the guys like that. I know southern guys like that on there. Listen. Northerners too. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. <laughs> Listen, don't spend your time searching for Mr. Right. Okay? Don't spend your time searching. And I want to take a little serious tone with this one. Okay, Mr. Right will eventually come to you. Don't search for him. Okay? Mm. The, you know, it's, that's, that's the problem seeing there. She's going out there, and, and maybe she's flaunting her assets a little bit too much, and she's attracting that negative, you know, attention with the, yeah. you know, with the negative guys, and that's not good. So, you know what, let's try to take a little conservative approach on this. I said, don't go out there. Don't flaunt your assets. Don't, uh, don't, let, don't give yourself, a, you know, or give an opening for a guy who's just going to want you for just what you have. Wait. Hold back. Maybe be a little bit more reserved. You know, maybe I don't know how you dress, hon. I don't know if, you know, if you, like I said, you, you know, it sounds like you might be flaunting it out there. Or maybe just, just you're naturally big. Country women are like that. I get it. You know, this definition of authority sections has many, many women that, in that size range. I get it. But on a serious level, take it easy. Be more reserved. Okay? Don't let, you know, don't, don't flaunt it out there. The right guy is eventually going to come to you. All right? Mm-hmm. You'll probably have a great personality. Flaunt that. Okay? I like you it. Know, yeah, flaunt your great personality. You know what I'm saying? Go out there and let's show people how you know, truly beautiful you are by seeing your personality. Because, again, beauty is skin deep. I always said, you know, you can have the most perfect body, but you could be the most miserable person in this world. Mm-hmm. All right? Let these people yeah, see. Yeah, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You, you know who right. was? <laughs> Michael J. Putty's so, take, taking it a little bit more serious over here. Listen, I haven't seen Michael J. Putty take it serious after a while. I guess those two-week vacation <laughs> did him well, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That's the approach. Uh, that's the advice I give her, hon. I say, you know what? Hold back on the sexiness a little bit. You know, say, be more reserved. Be a, be more of a church woman, mm. to say. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be more of a church woman and see how that works out. I think the right guy is eventually out there for you, sweetie. But just hold up. I think you're just attracting too much negative. Try to see if you can hold back, be more reserved. Let them come believe, to you. I like it. Yeah, let them come to you. Let the positivity come to you, and mm-hmm. I think it's going to work out so great. Good luck there, Southern girl. Hey, this is the Law Ray Ramundo calling from Brooklyn. Just leaving a question for my brother, Eric Jaden, and his sexy hotline. Hey, brother, you're a man known to use whipped cream in the ring. But how about that bedroom, brother? What do we use? What else can you recommend for the good brothers out there? See you guys. Peace. You know, Ray, I actually love, love to use whipped cream. Trust me, whipped cream is always good. And it's been used in the ring. I used it. A lot of guys have used it. But now you're talking about going inside the bedroom of the definition of authority and sexiness. Mm. And I, I got to share secrets now. Hey, yeah, this is what ahead. the hotline's about, right, guys? That's this is right. what the hotline's yep. about. Yeah, so you know what? Testify. Don't don't stop with the don't stop with the whipped cream, guys. That's don't want. But you know what? what I'm gonna write drive, this down. Hold on. Where's where's my yes, notepad? <laughs> but what drives women crazy? Okay, on top of the whipped cream, make sure you have a fresh bowl of strawberries, baby. Ooh. Cut them, slice them, slice them up, slice them in half on there. Tape the whipped cream, and then with that, you rub the nipples. Mm. You take that. You go down towards their private areas, and I'm telling you, Raymundo. You will drive them crazy. Plus, if you're a big fan of strawberries, that's the added taste you need to go down there and go to work. (laughs) I love (laughs) it. Yeah, that's the added thing. So, Raymundo, again, don't stop with the whipped cream in the ring. The ring ring doesn't end. You can take the whipped cream into the bedroom, but just add a little spice to it, my man. Bring in the fruit. And if you don't like strawberries, try cherries. Try apple. Peaches and cream. Anything you like. like Yeah, anything you like. Anything works. Just make sure. That you always dab that whipped cream on top of it and start with a nice little rub in the breast area and work your way down, boy. And you know what? You can have a great old time. I'm talking about two hours of nonstop foreplay. And how can you beat that, Green Man? I love it. And, and hey, you won't be hungry by the end of it. You'll be <laughs> completely satisfied. <laughs> Not at all. I love it. So, Ray, let me know how it works out for you, my brother. I, mean, I used pickle juice once and she kicked me out. Is that a bad thing to do? Oh, yeah. Most women don't <laughs> like pickle juice. No, man. Stay away. Let me just definition of authority sex and is throwing it out right now. No pickle juice, no people. Pickle. <laughs> Stay away from the pickles. I mean, I mean, I was asking for a friend. Um, Next caller. Hey, my name is Sam and I'm from Hartford. I hate wrestling and I hate your show, but I'm calling because my boyfriend is actually obsessed with it. Can you give him some love advice to remind him to pay more attention to me, please? Thanks. Bye. Well, you know, Sam... I think I figured out what the problem, guys. Guys, yeah. I think I figured what the problem is. Please, okay, please. There's, a, there's definitely yeah. a problem. Yeah, there's definitely a problem here, Sam. The problem is that you are a prude, my girl. All right, <laughs> that's what you yes. are. All right, how can you say you hate wrestling when it's the biggest, best sport in the entire world? And how can you say you hate a shot of wrestling podcast, which is by far the best and most entertaining podcast out there how can you say that uh-huh. and then you come on then you come on and you leave this message sam and you say your boyfriend's not paying attention to you that's because he's in love with real true sexiness okay which is wrestling which is the podcast and which is eric Jaden. that's right men do love me you know yeah. what but if you want to change that sam i if i was you okay i would pick a monday night 
Okay? About 8 o'clock, turn off all the lights, mm. put, the, put the candles on, turn on the TV to Monday Night Raw, and I want you to wear nothing but nothing but nothing on you. Just stand there butt naked with a bowl of cherries. And on the other hand, I want you to have whipped cream. All right? Give the remote control to your man and service him as yes. he watches Hell wrestling. Yeah. Hell That's fucking right. yeah. That's There's- what I want you to do, Sam. I don't know what her boyfriend's name is, but there's nothing wrong with you, man. There's nothing wrong with you. Your girlfriend's nothing a prude. Yes, right? your girlfriend's she... a prude. She needs to get over it. Yes. Um, Sam, uh, guys can like wrestling and treat their woman right. Obviously, you're with a douchebag. So give me a call, 619-343-3005. Don't say you hate me. You never met me. Take out to dinner. I'll explain wrestling. Maybe you understand it better because this guy's not doing his job right. Oh, not at all. I mean, Sam, it also sounds like maybe you can, you can uh, you know, maybe give Eric Jaden a call because one night with me, baby, I'll change your whole entire Ooh. world. Hello, my name is Adam, and I just wanted to ask you a very personable question. I have a woman in my life that I love very, very much, and I think we're a beautiful couple together. But my question tonight is, how do I get her to do butt stuff? Thanks, Eric. Oh, my man, Adam. So now you're trying to go into what we call, in wrestling, what we call the green man, the fourth wall. Yeah. Like with, yeah, <laughs> basically. Right. So he's trying to go through the fourth wall, man. Let me tell you something, Adam. Pay attention, because this is a very, very touchy subject. And if you don't do this right, mm-hmm. it's, you're going to botch it, like we call it in wrestling. You're going to botch <laughs> the most. <laughs> okay? Botchomania in the bedroom. Yeah, you, you don't want to end up in botchomania, so you got to be very careful with this, Adam. Let me tell you something. You got to work into that, Adam. Okay, you can't just go in there and say, hey, baby, bend over and you ram it in. No, no, that area, you got to you got to work it, Adam. You got to take it slow. Mm -hmm. I recommend you start playing some nice, slow, slow jazz. Okay, turn off the lights. Make sure you have and you give me a call, Adam. Okay, the guys from the podcast will refer you. Eric Jaden's special love potion for butt sex. Okay, all right. You're gonna need that, you know. You're gonna need that definitely. So you're gonna have a nice, nice supply bottle of that on the side, okay? And you start again with my favorite. You start with the whipped cream. You start with the with with the fruit. Say work your way around. Work your way around the breast area. Work your way around her private area, okay? Adam, you're gonna take your middle finger and you're gonna dab Eric Jaden's love potion all over it, okay? We, we have a whole new case coming in from the warehouse. Oh, yeah. We'll be ready. Yes. We're yes, selling we it. And then you're going to just slip it in there slowly while you kiss her in the neck, Adam, and you talk dirty. And I want you to talk dirty to your woman. I want you to call her a slut. Mm. I want you to call her a hoe. And I I want you to tell her that she doesn't mean shit. Because you know what I mean in the world, Adam? We are the men in this world. Mm. We would matter, okay? The women look up to us. We're in charge in the bedroom, Adam. And that's what I need to show. And as you stick that finger inside her, Adam, all the way in. Pull it out, all the way in, pull it out. By that time, your little tiny wiener will probably be ready, and then slip it right in, my man. That's Mm. simple, okay? But you always have to lube it up, Adam. Lube it up with Eric Jaden's love potion. Yes, very important. Slip a little love potion on there. Take a little whipped cream. Stick it right in. Stick it right out. And just, Adam, do me a favor. 
Okay, I have to say this for disclosure reasons, but anytime you have butt sex, Adam, make sure the chick goes to the bathroom. I have to say that disclosure. Reasons. <laughs> <laughs> that that's good to know. That's good to know. You don't want to hurt let, anybody. Before no, so or after? Adam, let us know. Oh, before, way before. <laughs> Michael J. Putty, I was surprised at you, my man. You have actually done what I've just said, and you have been successful in it. Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. yeah well, um, I wish to invoke my Fifth Amendment right. <laughs> did, did we have an accident? Oh, no, not at all. Okay, good. Whew. I got a little nervous there. <laughs> all right, Eric. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your advice. I'm sure you helped a lot of people out. Definitely helped a lot of people out. Guys, keep calling. Call in. Dollar for love. I'm here for you. I'm here to make the next definition of authority and sexiness. So dial it up, 619-343-3005. Dial it up for love. All right, the hotline, it is still open. That's right, baby. It's all about being sexy. And that's what we're here for. A Shot of Wrestling is here for the fans because this show is from the fans and it's to the fans. Okay? And um, and now it's time for our go-home thoughts, Michael J. Putty. How, How are you ready to take it home? Yeah, it's great to be back. Not really. did not miss this. I think you and Jeff did a great job. Wow, a compliment. Thank you, Michael J. I mean, I was lying because it's kind of dry and boring, but <laughs> uh, it's great to be back. So I guess we'll see episode 82. I guess I can't take a vacation anymore. No more vacations. Uh, and uh, joining us on episode 82, we have a special guest as our month long of interviews continues we are going to have peter rosado that is right he is the commentator for bcw he is the commentator for five borough wrestling and he will be here on a shot of wrestling on episode 82 baby awesome good job thanks brother can't wait to hear that uh, I could give, I give you a sneak peek. Oh, preach! You right now? Right, right now? No, 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 no. We can't, we can't give it all out right, right. now. It's a long night. I, I feel good you. and confident about that. We helped a lot of people this evening. We did, and keep those calls coming. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, send it to inbox at a shot of wrestling dot com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It is just a shot of wrestling. On Facebook and Instagram, and Shot of Wrestling, no A, on Twitter. That's pretty much it, Michael J. Putty. Another great episode. It's nice to have you back. Thanks, I love the sure. chemistry you and I have. No one could replace you. I love you, my brother. All right, so for uh, Green Man, for a man, Eric Jade, and I have been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have one more round of shots for tonight. So we got Jeff Cannonball back here. Are you there, my brother? I'm still here. I'm a little nervous, but I'm here. (laughs) All right, so this is how extra round of shots work. We just give you the questions, and you just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? I think so. All right. What is your favorite adult beverage? Uh, I actually don't drink, so I'm a terrible person to ask. (laughs) Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Uh, I don't watch sports. If I had to pick one, I watch skateboarding more than anything, if you count that. All right. What would you want to be buried with? Who would I want to be buried with? (laughs) That could be a new question. No, but what would you want to be buried with? 
Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh, man. Do I have anything? I don't know. Don't waste dirt on me. Don't worry about a funeral. <laughs> we'll cremate you. Who, was, yeah. <laughs> who has been your toughest opponent? Uh, G-Raver, because he's the only one who sent me to a hospital. Nice. Who, um, what, has, what is the best feature on a woman? Uh, my girlfriend's best feature is eyes, so I'm going to be the boyfriend and save the eyes. Aw, so sweet. <laughs> How much do you tip uh, for a lap dance? I've uh, never been to a strip club, so I have no clue. <laughs> if you were a super... <laughs> it's okay. I was I'm boring. <laughs> if you were a superhero, what would be your superpower? Uh, flying, easily. Easy. What is your favorite meal? Uh, anything Asian. Uh, specifically, I'll go with Mongolian food right now because I would love to eat that. Mm. What is the worst job you've ever had? Uh, I worked in U-Haul right out of college, and it was one of the most miserable times of my life. There you go, Jeff Cannon. You survived the the <laughs> last call, extra round of shots, whatever you want to call it, here on A Shot of Wrestling. Not so bad. <laughs> Thanks, my brother. Thank you. Hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. <laughs> but I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>